Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other co-host, and my name is Tenant Michael, and I'm back again for another uh, self-isolation episode. I think this will be... Uh, number five that we've done this way. I think you're right. Our fifth week in quarantine. You know what they say? Uh, fifth time's a charm. <laughs> no, no, I've never heard that. <laughs> um, only teasing, yeah. Well, even though, um, so Mike, we are doing this this podcast, but we're taking social distancing seriously. Yes. We're not in the same room together. We haven't seen each other physically in five weeks. No, I haven't. I, I'm starting to forget what your face looks like, actually, James, and it's making me sad. Okay, um, picture Brad Pitt and uh, George Clooney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I walked right into that one, but yeah. but you're right, James. We are not in the same room. In fact, we have both uh, self-isolated into different rooms of my tiny one-bedroom apartment. James, of course, you have access to the living room, to my bedroom, and to the kitchen, whereas I am self-quarantining in the bathroom. That's right. Mr. Stinky, I've taken to calling uh, you because well, you're sitting on the toilet for a month straight. Um, very funny yeah. because, well, mm. just before you go on, it's mm. a funny nickname. Yes, I'm on the toilet, but I actually do have access to a shower and a bath more than you do. So I'm actually quite clean. Anyway, That's go on. fair. However, because of your proximity to filth and... Uh, disgusting toilet bowl you're also getting dirty a lot more than me so okay okay fair enough and i can wipe myself down with a wet rag what do they call that a whore's bath right oh a whore's bath are you allowed Isn't to say that, that anymore these days i don't know i don't know but i've been having plenty of them and using all your dish towels and wiping myself off so. <laughs> yeah you may want to put those in the laundry when we uh, when you come out of there so how are you doing in there, Mike? Because the funny thing is, even though we're in the same apartment, you in the bathroom and me in the rest of the apartment, um, we don't actually talk during the week. No, you might as well be on Mars as far as, <laughs> as, far as I, I'm concerned, because Paging yeah, we have Elon no Musk. conversations. No, we don't talk. We don't see each other, um, which, you know, maybe is good. You don't want to get cabin fever with somebody and, you know, they start to get in your nerves, etc. Right. Well... I see it a different way because I actually am starved for companionship. Um, I feel like I'm losing my mind a lot of the time in here. I've started to have uh, sort of out-of-body experiences, and I think by being isolated for so long, I'm experiencing some sort of form of, uh, like, I'm, uh, I forget what human faces look like. Have you, have yeah. you ever, have, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, honestly, No. Uh, I'm not having, I'm not experiencing that. Uh, okay. For me, it's it's kind of like, you know when you just have a lazy weekend and uh, all of a sudden it's Sunday night and you go, what have I been doing the last two days? Because you've just been, you know, you've been on Hinge and Tinder and playing PS4 and making meals for yourself and you're just going, huh? Whoa, the time really flew. And then you sleep for 12 hours in your big bed. So for me, it's been more of that thing where it's like, it's it's just a bit boring. And a bit sort of repetitive. Right. So you're just kind of yeah. like, you're like, meh, as they say. 
Muh, yeah. Muh. Now, is that a Seinfeld line? Like, yada, yada, yada? I think so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine well, if I Seinfeld hope- had been in uh, self-isolation. Anyway. Um, I've got to ask a question, actually, that I haven't thought to ask you. How are you stretching the old legs? Because the bathroom is pretty small. It is small. And yes, I am aware that being seated on the toilet, uh, it poses the same dangers that uh, air travelers uh, can be vulnerable to during long haul flights. Where you know, Remember, you'd hear occasionally about uh, people on flights sort of having... Uh, like a blood clot in their legs from sitting down too yeah. long and sort of uh, pa- sometimes passing away, sometimes just, uh, you know, having to go to the hospital. But yeah, I do every eight hours make a point of getting up off this toilet and uh, stretching my legs out. And I stand it- in the bathtub and I crouch down and stand up as tall as I can ten times in the nude. Okay. Interesting. Because I'm imagining you in there, um, you're probably gaining weight because you're not able to move around too much, and yet yep. your legs are probably withering. So I'm visualizing this, you in there, like a potato with a couple of toothpicks in it. And those are your legs. <laughs> well, that's not altogether wrong. Um, yeah, my the, the muscles in my legs have atrophied. My calves, my quads, uh, my glutes, actually. You know, before all of this, I was sort of known around... My neighborhood for having a nice big strong you know uh, pair of buns, and now mm-hmm. it's like they're they're like two balloons that someone has has punctured with a pin, and they've just sort of they're sad. I but, think I remember children in the building referring to you as poor J Lo. Okay, yes, I see. Well, I think yeah, like you were that. known as yeah. the guy who didn't have much money but sort of had a J Lo thing going on. Yeah, they would call me names like you know Big Buns or Mister Cans. Mm. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But yeah, my upper well, body has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and doughier while my legs have uh, withered. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. How's Ooh. your body? Uh, fine. You know, I got the Bowflex, so I'm good. Um, you know, got some weights, yeah. uh, resistance bands, whole nine yards. So I'm actually looking pretty good uh, myself. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've, I've had a pretty good week. I'll say. Really? Yeah. How, how has it been? Uh, what, what have you been up to since we last talked? Well, um, you know, I'm a, big, I'm a big sports fan. Yeah. I'm a big Jays fan, big Raptors fan, TFC. And um, lately, though, I have really been getting into the footy, baby. Yeah. Football. Soccer. Really? Um, I've really gotten into it. Yeah. You know, it's... it's um. It's not as big in North America as it is in other parts of the world, but no. I've really been reading about it and getting more into it and watching the games and, like, betting on the games, and uh, I'm really starting to like it. Soccer is really fun. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that soccer, like all sports, was sort of on pause right now because of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, yeah, in a lot of places, yes. Um, however, in some places, it's still going on. Um, speaking really? specifically of Yeah, I'm speaking specifically of Belarus. Their Premier League, their Premier Soccer League, is uh, still going, and uh, some great matches, uh, really, really, really good matches. Uh, this past weekend, uh, Neyman Grodno beat FC Belishna Babrysk, uh, 1-0. Uh, 
FC Torpedo Zadino beat FK Zorka BDU Minsk 2-0. And I'm surprised by that one because uh, really uh, Zorka BDU Minsk were the favorites going into that. Uh, Torpedo Minsk beat Beit Borisov 3-0. FK Vigham Smolvechki beat Shakitor Sologorsk. Oh, sorry, they didn't beat them. That was a tie. Nil-nil. Boring game, oh, actually. Oh, okay. Nothing, nothing worse than a nil-nil soccer game. Yeah. Come on. Uh, what else was going on? Oh, FK Zorka BDU Minsk uh, has a big game coming up next week against FK Gorodea, um, which will be a real interesting one because Gorodea have uh, been real good for a while. Huh. Now, obviously, everybody knows this. All the listeners of the podcast know this. I am a huge energetic BGU Minsk fan. Big time. You know, I mean, you must know this, Mike. I, I don't know if I've ever heard you talk about energetic BGU, but um, I, I will say I did hear you chanting energetic BGU this week a few times, and I guess you were watching a game. Yeah, I was watching the game in the living room um, with a couple of uh, dudes from the gym who are from Belarus, which was uh, which was pretty fun. You know, it's fun to have something to root for. There's not a whole lot else going on. And we had bets going on the game and everything. Oh God, that's uh, I. That's so unsafe to have strangers in the living room in the midst of a global pandemic. I can't believe you'd bring Belarusian men into it our home. It was a few of them, and they're Belarusian. They're very hardy. I would not worry about it, Mike. And, you know, I wiped down things after they were here. It's fine. Right. Okay? If the Belarusian players are fine, I'm sure a few Belarusian dudes I met at the gym are going to be fine in your apartment. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, know about that. And also, well, look, furthermore, I, I don't know how safe it is for—I mean, it seems— incredibly unsafe to for a country to just have stadiums full of people watching soccer matches during this this very unsafe pandemic i'm pretty sure the scientists say the cold weather in belarus is going to kill the virus they think or it might be like just the soccer ball kicking around it might kick the virus out of people if it bumps them in the head kind i mean of this thing. is pseudoscience way, at best but yeah mm, okay whatever uh either way um big season for energetic bgu everyone knows like, always, every year in the Belarusian League, it's always Dynamo Minsk and B-A-T-E Borisov in the final. It always seems that way. So I'm really hoping this is the year for Energetic to, to get up there and challenge those teams. We'll, well see. We'll see. Good luck. How, uh, how was your week? Um, uh, pretty good. Um, I guess like you, I've had some, uh, I've had a friend over. <laughs> really? But let me explain. Not a human this. friend. Not a human friend. Um... Long-time listeners will know that last week I mentioned that I discovered that I was not alone here in the bathroom, that in fact, in the bathroom sink, under the sink, uh, I discovered a great big fat possum who has mm. seems to have been living there for months and months, if not years, and uh, he's a great big fella. 25. Well, yeah, weren't you saying he was barely alive? He, he was almost dead? Yeah. Barely alive? He seemed almost dead. He was just sort of like st standing still and very slowly breathing. Uh, hmm. But I did feel a pulse. And anyway... Uh, you, you felt its pulse? Yes. I stuck my hand under the sink and I stuck my fingers under the wet fur and I felt uh, just a very faint pulse beating on the possum. Anyhow... Huh. He seems to have taken a liking to me, and uh, we've been spending our days together. He, he's crawled out from his hiding place under the sink, and he's, he's sort of walked around uh, at my feet. He's hopped onto my lap here where I'm sitting on the toilet, and uh, he often nestles up on my neck and my face to take a nap for hours at a time. And 
you know, he's asserted his dominance over me. I'm going to just, you know, I, I admit it. Uh, he he saw me coming, and he's, he's, you know, taking advantage, I suppose. But my new relationship with him is really saving my sanity. And I've started to feel almost like I'm a Canadian version of uh, Joe Exotic. And I've started calling myself, um, you're going to laugh at this, but I've started calling myself Michael Mysterious. Huh. So you alone in, in the bathroom with the, with the possum... On your face. Yeah, nestled up started- and it sleeps on my face for hours and hours. And um, unfortunately, it's uh, it's backside and its privates are always very close, uh, like right in my face. And it doesn't, it, so, it stinks. It stinks. Yeah. So while it's doing that, you're saying to yourself, I consider myself Michael Mysterious. Yes, I say that out loud. Okay. And if I try um, to move him off my face, he does uh, growl and bite. So... It's best to just let him do his thing and just hang out on my face. Well, where is he now? He's on my lap right now. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I I was always wondering with this possum, how did you discover he was there? Were you reaching in for some toilet paper and accidentally touched a living being? Or how did that happen? No, I was actually reaching in for my toenail clipper because my nails have become extremely long during the five Hmm. weeks I've been uh, locked in the toilet. Yeah. Oh, fun. Well, that's fun. Do you, Have you given him a name? Um, uh, not yet. Maybe you can help me name it. It's a possum, boy. Possum, possum. Okay, you can tell it's a... Really, you're able to tell just visually if it's a boy? Yeah, I can see... I thought possums might be like cats, where you can't really tell. No, no, no. I've, um... Let me just pick him up right now. Yeah, he has quite a big penis, so, uh... It, it is a boy, definitely. <laughs> okay. Very big. Uh... So the size of his penis, we could use, and he's big, uh, and he, when I first saw him, I thought he was dead. I wonder if any of that stuff we can use to choose A large penis dead man. Who would that? Hmm. Ah, God. Uh, Rasputin. Okay, Rasputin. That's great. Was he he known for having a large penis? I think he was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And he was unkillable. I didn't know that. Uh, Seemingly like this uh, possum, so yeah. Rasputin the possum. Hmm, how about that name, Rasputin? Oh, he likes it, yeah. That could be a great sitcom. Mike and Rasputin. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's very good. Um, fun! Okay, well, um, maybe it's time we talked about our Patreon. I agree. Now, this is something exciting. Um, listeners, you know, you're welcome to listen for free to the show, you know? Be our guest. However, if you do have some extra change or some dollar bills rattling around in your pocket and you feel like giving them to us to help support the show, please mosey on down to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and give us all of the money that you can to help support the show. That's right. And uh, we're going to get some t-shirts made. I mean, actually, God only knows when we're going to be able to do that, but that isn't the plans to give to our patrons. And uh, thank you so much to everyone who helped. You know who we haven't given a shout out to in a long time? Big Patreon uh, Patreon, uh, supporter, Sean Carter. Sean Carter. How about him? Thank you, sir, for uh, helping us, we l- for being such a, a nice I'm so patron. grateful. Duncan, I don't know. Uh, who else? Hope. Twitter user. Cantwell. Cantwell. Uh, uh, NS Esmer. Yeah. And all the others. Thank God. Thank you so much. Um, well, that's great. Yeah. Patreon. Check it out. And thank you for listening. I mean, you know, we're grateful. Once this is all over, we're going to invite all of our patrons to a grand feast, and we're going to serve you a banquet, and we're going to hug and kiss you all. 
right? I may be busy that night, but Mike will certainly be there, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, so maybe it's time to go to the segment. It's time for the segment on the show. Oh, oh. And um, what's something, Mike, that everyone's doing these days that no one probably even heard of prior to COVID-19? Zoom. That's right. Zoom. Everyone's using Zoom. I'm using Zoom. Are you, are you Zooming in there, Mike? I'm Zooming a little bit, you know, two to three times a day. I'm getting my Zoom on. Yeah. So uh, we thought it'd be fun to do a segment called Zoom Tips. Tips on how to Zoom effectively. So uh, Zooming is new for most people, and most people are sort of, uh, to be perfectly honest, they're a bit in the dark. They don't know what they're doing, and they could use some mm-hmm. help on how to be more uh, effective and more professional in their Zooming. So we've put together some tips on yeah. uh, how you can do that. Absolutely. So um, I'll, I'll start us off here, zooming my way into uh, history. Now, um, people are having mm. Zoom meetings, uh, Zoom job interviews, board meetings. Uh, you know, if you live in Hollywood, I'm sure you're having pitch meetings through Zoom. And one thing you want to do is be aware of the version of yourself you're presenting to the world on Zoom, right? You want to have something mm-hmm. In the background that makes you stand out from the competition, right? I'm thinking specifically yep. of, um, I don't know if you caught SNL at home this past weekend, James. But, uh, no, oh, you didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll, uh, Google that and zoom it. Uh, but Colin Jost from Weekend Update, he, um, a lot of people remarked on this on Twitter. He actually had a conspicuous, conspicuously placed guitar on the couch while he was doing Weekend Update. And, uh, you know, I saw that and I thought, that's a great idea. Always put something interesting or cool in the background for your Zooms. Personally, um, what do I have in the background? Well, I have a Dunder Mifflin poster here to show I have a sense of humor. I have a uh, a crucifix here also over my right shoulder. Uh, It's a very graphic crucifix, one of those bloody ones um, to show my devotion to uh, the Catholic Church. And I also have, I don't know if you can see it, James, a great big picture of Lizzo. Like it's a... Oh, yes. And it shows that I like to have fun and that I support all body types. And I'll tell you this, uh, I I just had a job interview the other day and I made a huge deal of pointing out the Lizzo picture over my shoulder during the job interview. I must have pointed that out six or seven times during the interview and I think it worked. Oh, you you thought so? So you just kept kept sort of saying, "Oh, and by the way, notice this Lizzo poster." Sir? Yeah, I'd say, "By the way, notice this Lizzo poster, sir. I like it." Huh? Ah, well, good for you, Mike. And I said, uh, "I said, do you like this?" And the guy interviewing me and what was it, like, "Yes, hmm. yes." And I said, "Good. We both like it." That's a good sign. Yeah. That's a really good sign. I would have thought Lizzo was a little bit. Uh, Rock and roll for you, no, Mike. not at all. A little all. bit edgy for your taste. No, no, no. Because you're usually a Lorena McKennett Rankin family, Rita McNeil kind of guy. Well, ever since this whole coronavirus nonsense started, I guess uh, everything has changed with me. Wow, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, great tip. Well, my first Zoom tip. Um, 
is really about the impression you give as well. Now, we know in normal social situations, the most important thing always is to assert yourself as the alpha male dominant leader of the wolf pack as soon as you can. That's where you're going to get what you want, both in life and in business. And Zoom is no different. Now, it's a little harder to assert yourself over Zoom. Like You can't sort of do a firm handshake where you crush the person's hand or something like that. Um, but I find a good way to assert yourself over a Zoom talk is to change the background. You know, you can change the background behind right. your head. You can make it anything yes. you want. So um, what I've been doing is uh, taking uh, selfies of myself, shirtless, flexing, maybe oiled up, uh, maybe on the Bowflex. And I've been using that, images of myself, as my background just to sort of show people as they're talking to me, hey, look at this. Look what I Whoa. can do. Um, yeah, and I find that's a good way, uh, to sort of assert yourself. Another uh, option I've been doing sometimes is just having a big picture of 9-11 up behind me, uh, the towers and all that. And it just kind of gives the whole conversation a sense of drama, a sense of this guy knows what he's doing. Did this guy know, does this guy know something? Does this guy know something about those towers, which I actually do through research on the internet? Uh, so that's another option too. So I would say, yeah, pictures of yourself looking tough or just 9-11 images. Wow, that's like a very intense way to, uh, you know, take control of a conversation. Well, uh, you know, it's a, that's how you win. That's how you win at life. Winning! Wow, excellent. Uh, let's roll. Remember that, Charlie yes. Sheen? Weren't those the glory days? Maybe the pinnacle yeah. of civilization. You should have... Charlie Maybe Sheen. that's one of your background Tiger images Black. you should have, is a picture of him uh, saying winning. Or Tiger yeah, Blood. funny. Yeah. Tiger King, forget Tiger King. Funny. More like Tiger. Uh, oh blood. my God! How has nobody done a parody of that? Mm. Yeah. Fine. All right, my second Zoom tip. Zoom. I just love that word. I love an onomatopoeia. Zoom. Um, huh. So it's a simple tip. Okay. Smile, people. Let's smile when we zoom. If you're not having fun, the audience isn't having fun. Your clients aren't having fun. Anyone watching you zoom is not having fun. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of something I saw this weekend because we're recording. Uh, it's Easter Monday today. And yesterday I was watching Pope Francis's Easter Sunday zoom. He did a live mass from, I believe, St. Peter's Basilica. And my goodness, the guy, you know, I love, I love his holiness, but my God, what a gloomy Gus he was all throughout the mass, you know? I'm thinking, buddy, you live in a golden palace with all your best friends. You're surrounded by the most magnificent art that Western civilization has produced, and you can't even flash us. Those choppers get real, buddy, you know? This guy's got an audience of 1.2 billion followers. And you'd have thought, you know, it was the most uh, depressing thing in the world to go and Zoom a mass. You know, if, if I were Pope Francis, well, I'd be smiling my little ass off every time I Zoomed. Okay, but counterpoint, maybe he is a bit depressed because of Corona. Um, fair enough, but you know what? We're looking to him for leadership, and a leader never shows sadness uh, or gloominess or fear. Fair enough. Okay. As a Catholic, I'm upset All with right. Francis. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. My goodness. First time I've heard you be critical of the church. Um, my second Zoom tip um, is a pretty simple one. Three letters. S. T. And another one called I. Ooh. Results. 
That's right, folks. STI results. Everyone knows that when you're speaking to another person, the underlying subtext is sex, right? You could be sure. chatting with the old lady at the grocery store. You could be chatting with anyone. You're, you're deep down. You're both going, uh, and this is proven, uh, proven uh, from a scientific point of view that you're both thinking, "Ooh, is this person a potential sex partner?" Um, so that's why I've got my STI results printed right here. I got them right in my hand right now. Right. And I just hold them up during the conversation. Whoever I'm talking to, just keep my options open. And you can see that uh, uh, I am all good and all negative with the exception of HPV, but I don't think that really counts. Uh, so just another tip, hold those STI results up in all your really? Zooms. Now that's interesting. Now hold that, hold your STI printout up to the camera again. I just want to take a good look at it there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It does say that you're all... Nothing to hide. Yeah, it says you're clean as a whistle, but the doctor seems to have written a little handwritten note almost in Sharpie there. Hold it up to the camera. Let me just see it. It says, sure. it says this is more like it, exclamation point. What is that? What is that yeah, about? Yeah, <laughs> my, well, <laughs> my previous one wasn't as, you know, there were as a few Okay. Issues, but, uh, you know, the human body's an amazing yeah. thing, and... Uh, you know, you can clean out the gunk if you need to. I like that. You can clean so. out the gunk if you need to. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Um, my third and final Zoom tip, um, it, it concerns bathroom breaks. Now, listeners and James, I'm sure you're going to think, oh, Mike's been sitting on the toilet for five weeks. He's got bathrooms on the mind. Your life is yeah. a bathroom break, Mike. Life is a bathroom. Bathroom Tom, break. Tom Cochran. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do have some tips for bathroom breaks. You know, it's bad form in the middle of an important meeting to, you know, to get up and run to the bathroom. Like, oh, excuse me, nature's uh, got to answer nature's call. Um, you know, that's not exactly the best way to impress a CEO or a potential uh, employer. And so what am I saying? What, wear a diaper? No, that's ridiculous. That's what that's you're living in fantasy land. What I propose is instead jerry-rigging a personal makeshift toilet apparatus for yourself using found items uh, from around the home. All you need is a saw, a chair, a bucket, a length of tubing, and a pasta strainer. So here's how you do it. You, uh, before your Zoom meeting, you take your chair, you cut a hole in the seat so you can snugly fit your tuchus there, and then you affix one end of the tubing to your penis or vagina, and the other end of the tubing you put through the hole in the chair into the jar beneath the chair. And you, the pasta strainer, that's uh, you put that over the jar just in case uh, number two comes a calling. And um, you know you have this thing set up, and no one will be the wiser if you you know have to like take a number one or two during your meeting. Hmm. Do you not think you could just wait until the meeting's over? I mean, that's a privilege that 90% of the population doesn't have, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. You're, you're getting, you are getting handy in that bathroom. I feel Mike. like um, Tim Allen from, what's that show? Home Improvement. Home, what's that yeah. show? Home well, Improvement, wasn't man. Wasn't he also yeah. on a show called uh, Men of a Certain Age or something? Or... Uh, Maybe, uh, but home improvement is like, I mean, come yeah. on. That's the big hit. Okay. Thanks. Good tip, Mike. Uh, all right. Well, my third and final Zoom tip is a pretty good one, I would say. It's called Don't Use Zoom at All. What? Yep. Zoom is not secure. 
website after website are saying that Zoom is simply not secure. They don't have enough security features. They don't encrypt. They don't even go on the dark web. That's why I don't even use Zoom, everybody. I actually use a Serbian program called Tajna, which is the word secret in Serbian. You can only log on by getting onto the dark web, which I'm on a lot anyway. Um, everything's encrypted. The voice is the sort of uh, voice, sort of, you know, you talk like this. Like your voice is encrypted. Your right. face is encrypted. Everything's encrypted. It's very hard to understand the other person and for them to understand you, but it's very secure. And I really recommend it. Tajna from uh, Serbia. Um, out of curiosity, where did you hear about uh, uh, Tajna? Uh, actually, my Belarusian buddies, when they were over uh, watching the, the football game the other day. They all I wonder what it. kind of people... Yeah. Use a dark web sort of uh, video conferencing platform. But. Normal people, normal people, teachers, doctors, uh, stockbrokers, really? the militia, militias, um, anybody, anybody. And every single person should be using Tajna. It's really good. Again, very difficult to understand each other because it's like this and you can't really see who you're talking right. to. But it's it's a great way to spread information. Tajna. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. It almost sounds like the name of a beautiful woman. Oh, have you Tajna. met my girlfriend, Tajna? You would be 100% certain that would be a, uh, an attractive girlfriend. Uh, absolutely. With a, with a Balkan name like that, you're, uh, you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, why don't we take a break and come back with our big guest? Sure. Welcome back, all you cool cats and kittens. That's a reference to uh, Tiger Joe. And uh, you're listening to another episode of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Right now, we're going to bring on our guest for the week. He's a familiar face around the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess studios, even our virtual studios. He is a comedian. He's a writer. He's an actor. He's a potter himself. It's Mr. Chris Locke. Good morning, rats and squeakers. What's up? You sound like a morning zoo DJ. Now who do I how do who do I sound like? The Skype guy. It's the so Skype song. good. Isn't that song good? Yeah. Even if you're uh-uh. getting a Skype call from someone you don't like or it's really bad news, you can't help but sort of yeah. tap your f- feet and cl- snap your fingers when you hear that boop, beep, boop. I do a 360 yeah. spin and I dance. Imagine if you were receiving like the worst news of your life. Like the person mm-hmm. was calling you to tell you that your hometown had accidentally been nuked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you hear that do, 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 do. You yeah. still have a big goofy grin on your face. Yeah, I'd be like, it did? <laughs> How'd that happen? You it, know, I like the uh, Skype song so much that I looked it up on Spotify. And, you know, when you look up a band, it shows like a radio station. So it's, you get similar artists. Mm-hmm. So I I put I played Skype radio to see what other kind of uh, like-minded uh, music would come up and uh, similar music tastes. 
And the OCs and Ty Siegel was on the playlist. Wow, cool. I would I I more see the Skype song as like New Order or uh, No Doubt, I know. you know. I 100% I no I thought Soft Cells Tainted Love was going to be on there for sure, nothing. Wow. You know what? Apparently, if you go into the deep rock. south in mm-hmm. America, like if you're in, you know, Tennessee or Alabama, the Skype mm-hmm. song is different because it reflects the local music scene. So it's got a bit more yeah. of a country twang to it. They, and it's they, yeah. acoustic they, guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds it's like. really nice. And Zoom, well, they don't even have a damn song, do they? The, the Skype song actually in the Deep South sounds like this. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> well, my mama shot me on the day I was born. Only fat white guys can sing the blues. <laughs> Apparently, the Skype song, if you go to Northern England, is more like, um, way, oh, way, hey, oh, hey, come on now. <laughs> the Skype song in uh, Brazil sounds like this. It sucks. It. I think I Bolsonaro love- like wrote the notes. <laughs> I couldn't even think of how to say compose the music. Bolsonaro composed the Skype, uh, the Brazilian Skype song. Wow. He's very. He's multi talented. He's not just a repressive uh, uh, dictator. <laughs> he's also a great musician. I heard he walked around uh, Brazil or wherever the hell he is, um, kissing everybody and giving the finger to people who think that he will get the coronavirus. He's a badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so are nothing we, that, dudes. Nothing that chicks dig more than a guy who doesn't wash his hands and touches his face and then <laughs> passes away for no reason. Chicks <laughs> love dudes that think scientists are nerds. <laughs> you know and then and also environmentalists people are like can you stop yeah. burning down the whole rainforest and the uh, chicks are like oh my god that's lame he's like the ladies like it when i burn down the whole amazon <laughs> <laughs> you like that i got so many numbers at the club because i burned down the amazon forest <laughs> look at those monkeys running and screaming you like that <laughs> I think this podcast episode might win a Grammy for best Brazilian accent. <laughs> you like that? I'm Scarface. <laughs> I everyone in Brazil right now to me talks like Scarface. I have no clue. No offense. The, I'm not making fun of them. I'm making fun of. I don't know how to do that shit. Is the Amazon still on fire, or did it take a respectful pause during the uh, global pandemic? Was it on fire? I thought it was Australia that was on fire. They were both on fire, They James. were both... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. James, obviously, you don't follow grist.com. You don't follow narwhal.ca. You don't follow BBC Earth. You don't follow National Geographic. Hmm. Last year... Bol- what Bolsonaro was doing to the rainforest was big news. And who did he... He got into a fight with celebrity. He made fun of a celebrity, right? Who? Matt, da- Matt Damon or something. Did he say Brad Pitt or Matt Damon caused the fires or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and he also got in a fight with 
uh, Emmanuel Macron, the leader of France, and like made fun of his yeah. wife for being like old. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, she was like an old school teacher, and they had a crush on each other. And then when he didn't go to school anymore, I think he married her. Yeah. How That's much totally older true. is his wife than him? Well, he was a teenager in high school, and she was his like drama teacher. So she's like a teacher, like whatever the age of your high school teachers were when you were a teenager. Wow. Yeah. I was a teenage teenager. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's every French guy's dream to marry his drama teacher. He got it bad, so bad, he was hot for teacher. <laughs> <laughs> every took time that song he would, a little too literally, I think, Emmanuel every, Macron. Yeah, every time she would write the lesson of the day down on the blackboard, he would look at her butt wiggle in a long, long skirt. And he would hear Van Halen's riff, and then he'd hear, and then he'd hear, uh, what's his name go? Oh yeah, what's it? I forgot his name all of a sudden. Shit. Oh, I'm forgetting David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. What yeah. the hell? He, that's a oh, lot. Yeah, that's a neat. That's a crazy thing to write a song about. You know, if you actually think about, like, what do I want to write about? And then I guess mm-hmm. he thought up. back to being a kid, and yeah. Some beautiful teacher. It's surreal. Like it's a. It's truly in the true sense of the word. It's surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Salvador Dali. <laughs> yeah, Salvador Dali. Has, one of his first paintings was like a wiggly butt in a long skirt, <laughs> writing on a chalkboard. But the chalkboard was melting because of the teacher was so hot. Yeah, it's funny. Whenever well, you know those... what the eighties was like. Okay, eighties. We're talking like we're talking Reagan. Okay, th- like that's from the album nineteen eighty four. Okay, we're talking Reagan. Cold War, USSR, nuclear war looming over all of us. Stallone and Schwarzenegger are cleaning up at the box office. Every movie, hit movie, is about a hero that can beat and kill everybody with a machine gun. It was a dark time. Disneyland and McDonald's ruled the land. And Van Halen were like, we need to take the kids out of this dark territory right now and uh, just make them think of having sex with their teachers. (laughs) And that's from, as you mentioned, Chris, that's from the album 1984. And there was a chapter in George Orwell's 1984 where Mm -hmm. Winston Smith, the character living in the dystopian future, he's got it bad. He's hot for teacher. That's right. And uh, yeah, Big Brother doesn't think that him and teacher should go mingle. <laughs> but Winston was like, wasn't he about forty or fifty when that in the book? So I guess the teacher would have been in her seventies. Yeah, yeah, he was taking night classes. Ah, uh, okay. It's a scary book, but it's also dumb sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Remember the Rat Cage? <laughs> what was it? Room one hundred and one. Is he? Is is room it? Was your great, yeah. You have to face your greatest fear, mm-hmm. and then yeah. if you. Th- Winston had his a cage put around his head with a bunch of rats in it. Ew. So his biggest his biggest fantasy was to bang the teacher. Mm-hmm. His biggest fear was to wear rat glasses. Room one hundred and two <laughs> was your biggest fantasy. Room one hundred and one is your biggest fear. And there's a window yeah. between mm-hmm. one hundred and one and one hundred and two. So as he's having the rats all over his face, mm-hmm. he can see his his old teacher wiggling her butt. And she's like, she's wearing a very revealing outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can I take these rats off for a sec? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, the way these days and times are going right now, if you think there's not going to be a basket strapped to your face with rats on the inside, uh, think again. That's going to happen to you any minute now. (laughs) You think this uh, coronavirus pandemic is real? It's all fake, man. It's Big Brother manipulating (laughs) us. 
So they want to take away our civil liberties online. and they don't they, yeah, they want to take away our civil liberties and they want to they don't want us to go to J Crew to get new pants for this summer. <laughs> That's why today as we broadcast uh in Vancouver there was a thing trending on Twitter there some guy uh some like citizen journalist was leading a protest to end the lockdown and 12 or 13 guy. people took to the streets. Yeah, and he's like, it's a real shame on such a beautiful day that people are being forced to stay in by the government. And you just see where they're walking, and it's just like a Lululemon and like a Jamba Juice that are closed. The government is stopping you from from buying a juice. Yeah. I can't even go into this Canadian Tire to get a garlic presser. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like George Orwell said. Yeah, I can't. Big Brother is telling us to wait a while until some disease dissipates. <laughs> what a master plan. Oh, man. I heard that... Uh, yes, I in- read the news, the international news all over the world about giant losses and deaths and hospitals being overwhelmed and health workers dying because they're getting the disease, but what the hell, man? <laughs> what are they... What the... Like... I don't know. Maybe I'm a sheeple, but I don't really understand how you can, you can believe uh, conspiracy theories uh, so wholeheartedly. Let's stay objective, right, guys? Let's make a pact to stay objective here right now on this episode. <laughs> Let's cut our hands open so they bleed, and then we'll rub them against the Skype screen. <laughs> Did you so, see that, you- uh, that Anthony Fauci said that when this is done, we got to end handshakes? Even after, really? even after Corona, no more handshakes. Well, handshakes are always gross, anyway. Yeah, especially if you've just gone to the bathroom and you haven't washed your hands, or ugh. Yeah. Plus, you and I, we know some guys that masturbate five times a day. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. You don't want to shake their hand. They so got Fauci is- all over their hands. <laughs> <laughs> My my father hand shook, my grandfather hand shook, my great-grandfather hand shook, my great-great-grandfather, all the way back to when we were monkeys, they were shaking hands, so I'm not going to stop shaking hands. I ain't stopping now. (laughs) You can make me stop shaking my hand until you take my hand out of my cold, dead other hand. (laughs) Am I the only one here, but when I hear Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, at a press conference with that thick Brooklyn accent of his... Do I do you do you sometimes get confused and think am I listening to Joan Rivers right now? Oh. <laughs> oh, you've got to wash your hands. Is that a good Joan? You got to wash your hands. No. Melissa never washes your hands. Uh that's her daughter, of course. Can we talk? Oh, that can was we it. wash. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we <laughs> not shake? shake? Can we at the wash? next press conference at the White House? He should be up there on the podium wearing a Joan Rivers wig and just start talking shit about celebs. Yes. I would love that. I think he's about to get fired. There's rumors yeah. that he's going to get fired because he said something bad about that Trump didn't listen to anybody again. Can you believe it? Maybe he's who would be him. his replacement? Dr. Oz? I always tweet at Trump to please listen to people. Yeah. And, and he still doesn't do it. It is. I like to tweet articles Mm. from the New York Times, just in case anyone (laughs) hasn't ever heard of the New York Times or the news. Yeah, it is wild though when you look at the replies (laughs) to Trump's tweets. There will be just kind of a joke like, 
Hmm, that makes sense, considering you've got a screw loose and it has like 10,000 retweets. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's look so at the great satisfying. stuff we're putting out there and getting nothing. I know, I know. If we could get Trump famous. to retweet one of these episodes, James, we'd be on oh. Easy Street. Imagine? Trump, if you're listening, retweet us. <laughs> <laughs> Your fan base is our fan base. Uh-oh, we're, gonna, we're about to be canceled for... Um, Petitioning Trump uh, to help us mm-hmm. out. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever go to the store to get like mozzarella or like uh, shredded wheat or something and you're going and you go, I'm risking my life to do this. Yeah. It reminds me of like <laughs> my, my great uncles who fought in World War II against Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They were on that yeah. battlefield, smoke all around them, freezing with a boot rot or whatever it was called uh, <laughs> duck boot or whatever it was called and duck tails <laughs> duck tails uh they'd be sharing a ciggy and they'd try to keep the heater from glowing so that the enemy could see the glow across the distance and they'd say we need some mozzarella for tonight <laughs> yeah they'd be like we need doritos let's just have fun there are, tonight there are bombs just dropping all around you're in the uh What's it called? The uh, the trench, and you're just yelling at your friend like, oh, "I can really use a snack right now." <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about World War Two, but uh, in the evenings when they were done fighting, they would go back to their bunks and play Zelda and eat Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Soldier, you're doing very well at Zelda. Can I play? <laughs> No, Sarge. I've got three orbs. I'm just about to get my fourth orb, and then we can go back to the village to get a new heart. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like the Germans didn't listen to the Zelda pact. (laughs) They betrayed us. Can I say something uh, related to when we were having a nice discussion about George Orwell's 1984? Mm. Um, Yeah, that book's so good. So there's the David Bowie album Diamond Dogs, uh, yeah. has a song called 1984 on it. It's kind of like a disco glam rock song. It's good. But David Bowie wanted to release that album as a like a concept album all about 1984, but yeah. George Orwell's widow w- wouldn't give him permission to like the rights of the book to turn it into like a, a stage show. But I like to imagine a meeting of like rail thin, coked out of his brain, David Bowie looking like an alien Meeting George Orwell's widow and her going, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this freak? I miss when music was regular, and so did George. Ziggy's rats ate his face. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this Your husband idea, had nothing, love. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got this idea, love. The kids are going to love it. Is that David Bowie? I don't Basically, know. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He was a big reader, too. I wonder why, you know, like... I wonder why he died. I wonder why he died if he was reading so much and he knew everything. (laughs) What the hell? (sighs) There are people in the... No offense, but reading all the news these days about coronavirus and the pandemic, I bet you there are people that go to the doctor right now in the States if they do actually pay money and go to the doctor... And the doctor says, you actually have stomach cancer. I bet you the people go, no, I don't. 
stupid, <laughs> stupid. And then they leave the doctor calling the doctor stupid. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I went to school forever. <laughs> I don't have cancer, stupid. I'd, I'd see it. So, Chris, have you been to the grocery store? <laughs> well, you know. You know, like the scene in uh, Rambo when it shows him getting all like set up? He, he, he puts the weapons on, everything, the knives, the guns, the kits, the crossbow. And then he like does up the red uh, sweatband last of all, and he's ready to go. Yeah, that's kind of kind of like what I do, but I put more instead of a red sweatband, I put more of like a ninja balaclava on, and I put more <laughs> like ninja gloves. I put a whole yeah, I, I go fully prepared. I go like ready for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I go to the store and I get a bag of chips and I yell, "Stay back, everybody!" Wow. And uh, I walk backwards out of the store with my big red bag of nacho cheese Doritos. <laughs> I oh, saw God, someone. Uh, it's going to blow. <laughs> I saw yeah. a couple walking down I the shoot street people. <laughs> in gas, gas masks. Huh. Yeah. That? Every now and then, every now and then I see someone walk outside and they're fully dudded up. Their face looks like a stormtrooper. And I think maybe a few years from now, we will look back and think that the, we went a little over the top. <laughs> Well, yesterday I went for a walk and I saw two people uh, during my daily walk. Two people. One was just wearing a, a face mask and her companion was wearing an entire hazmat suit. <laughs> just walking around. <laughs> yeah. The UT campus. This guy walked up to me with a giant uh, gas mask on this face mask thing. Contraption. Uh, and he goes like this. Luke, I'm scared of disease. <laughs> what? No, that's that was Darth a Vader. that was a good laugh. Do you I guys saw... are, do you guys think horses are going to walk back in the city? <laughs> well, they're saying that wildlife is returning to areas where uh, people used to hang out, but now because there are no people, like rats are everywhere in New York. Uh, I think there yep. was a site of nice. a coyote somewhere in downtown Toronto. You know, nature is is taking back uh, what we we took from it. Yeah, this really reminds me of like Twelve Monkeys. You remember that? And Bruce Robin Lewis Williams. Goes, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Robin Williams is in the Fisher King. Fisher King, yeah. Youth. Oh my God. Brad Pitt. <clears throat> Brad Pitt. Bruce Willis. But he goes back to a time just after. No, he goes out into it's in the future, but he's wearing like a bubble hazmat type suit uh, contraption. And then a lion just walks by because most of the humans have been dead forever because of a virus. I heard oh. that they're saying that if you look on the uh, south side of the CN Tower, all up and down it, moss and vines. That's, That's true. Pretty cool. And ivy. Yeah. Now- Terry Gilliam must be loving this pandemic because his whole life, all he's yeah. ever wanted is for uh, everyone to live in fear and for things to be weird, right? Yeah. He loves dystopia and he loves, um, yeah, creatures with like weird plastic baby face masks. And also, he likes saying the unsayable. 
<laughs> yeah, I heard he just got canceled like right before his own death. <laughs> Imagine getting canceled at 78 or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, guys like him, good-looking guys, you know, everyone gives him a free <laughs> pass. So, <laughs> I heard that sharks are back in Lake Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that there are giraffes on the Toronto Island. <laughs> who are the list of people who are probably happy about this? It's probably one Terry Gilliam, mm-hmm. maybe two people who are getting who are a little too into to to the fact that Trump and the and those guys got it wrong. Sometimes I feel like those people kind of almost want it to be bad to prove a point. Mm-hmm. They want like a million people to die, be like see for, for political reasons. Yeah. I think yeah. I saw J- Jamila Jamil tweeted, "I am glad." that coronavirus is here isn't that weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm not glad i don't know what camp does that put me in i'm not glad either no i'll say it i'm not glad about it we all hate it (laughs) yeah i hate this (laughs) there's i think that um yeah the government has put all these restrictions on to get us used to it and then we're gonna live in a dystopia and we're gonna have to make uh um zoom comedy shows in this dystopia i think that was part of the government's plan they want comedy to be they have a deal with zoom apparently yeah so they can filter out the truth tellers that's right censor it so chris you've you've uh Mm -hmm. you've been doing a few zoom comedy shows how how are you finding that and how are you adapting uh you know being a, a performer to uh to performing for your macbook air uh you know uh camera i don't have a macbook Air. oh i'm i'm so sorry what nice, uh mike what computer do you have just like a straight up macbook um, okay here i'll tell you okay it's a osx yosemite i got how is it doing comedy with a U- osx yosemite well, it's weird now because, you know, I used to go to live shows full of people and I would I would kill the whole room with laugh and scream with joy and laughter. And now I do these Zoom shows and I tell a really good joke and my computer shakes for a bit and then smoke comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And if a human did that, you would you would be calling 911 because that means there's something, you know, medically wrong with them. Or I'd call 911 because I'd have them arrested because they're vaping in the club. (laughs) I still see people taking smoke breaks during this pandemic. Really? Yeah. Or like standing outside and smoking. Is that weird? Wouldn't you want to like quit every deadly vice? I don't know. Whatever. I still eat chips, so whatever. (laughs) Oh, I just got a... Sorry. No, you can say. What happened? You can say. Have you guys done a Zoom show? Not me. I did one. How was it? I sang a song into my computer, um, and I felt strange. But then I got $25, and then I felt pretty good. What, sh- what show was it for? Glenn McCauley, a Toronto comedian now based in Mississauga. Uh, oh, yeah. His Weird Al karaoke show. I sang a uh, spoof of Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Where I changed mm-hmm. the lyrics to uh, AFV, and it's a tribute to America's Funniest <laughs> Home Videos. <clears throat> you know what I was thinking Did you say about the AFV like that? The AFV. <laughs> mm. 
Nice. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Do you guys remember uh, in the heyday of AFE, Bob Saget hosting mm-hmm. Sunday nights? Do yeah. you remember there was a spinoff hosted by Dave Coulier and a different yes. woman called yes, America's yes. Funniest Is- People? Yeah, uh, that's where he introduced the uh, jackalope character, the great character. I don't remember that. Do you remember that? No, the jackalope. Yeah, no. It was like a little like beaver on a skateboard or something that caused huh. <laughs> ca- caused chaos in America. I remember the theme mm-hmm. song was dan 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 America's funniest people. Now most of the people on that show. Um, are uh, Trump supporters that don't believe in the coronavirus. <laughs> I believe that. I do remember, I have a weird memory of watching America's Funniest People and uh, seeing Dave Coulier and this woman host. And then mm-hmm. I remember on the show, one of them, I think the woman made the joke. Um, It was something like, okay, folks, just keep it tuned and we'll be back in two secs. And then Dave Coulier oh, goes, I see. you just said sex. And then mm-hmm. they laughed. And did you get a boner because you pictured the two of them having sex? Yeah. I knew it. And then did someone that in your family see your boner? Yeah. <laughs> that woman was actually, uh, her name, uh, Dave Coulier's uh, co-host, her name is Arlene Sorkin. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Oh, is she of related to Aaron? I think, yeah, she's her, uh, his daughter. And... Uh, because she said the word sex on America's Funniest People, it's right here on the Wikipedia, she was charged with obscenity and actually spent 18 months in prison. Okay, wow. That reminds me of another America's Funniest Person, uh, Lenny Bruce. Yeah, well, I guess things were, things were stricter than we remember back in the Clinton years. Yeah, yeah they were... You guys don't remember, but for most of the Clinton years, we had to stay inside as well. I guess that's right. Maybe because we were kids, it felt more free, but... uh, Yeah, I just played Nintendo. Yeah. I guess that's right. I remember Clinton... uh, Weezer had to go to Alcatraz for a few years uh, when Pinkerton came out, because it wasn't the same (laughs) poppy, light uh, stuff as the Blue album. It was the three-strike thing. It's considered a classic album, so there you go. Yeah. It's funny, I know, they they sang, we're tired of having sex, mm-hmm. and then boom, straight to prison. That was scary times. It was yeah. dark. That was more 1984 than now, if you ask me, the the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can, I, can I say something not, else about uh, the jackalope? <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, I'm reading the America's Funniest People Wikipedia here, and it says, <clears throat> he was originally known as tiny the jackalope uh, uh but then he was cool. called the jackalope and the sketches involved him attacking people by playing mean tricks on them uh usually getting revenge on people who had been mean to him and uh the uh voice was done by dave coulier but here's the interesting part the jackalope was later renamed jack ching bada bing by Why? who it was in uh, part of the name the jackalope contest wow that that weirdly makes me very mad. Jack Ching Bada Bing. <laughs> Ching Bada Bing Bada Boom. Maybe that's how the Sopranos got the idea for it for the show. Or Eastside Mario's for their whole brand. That makes me so mad. That makes me so mad. Hmm. That's like if you renamed uh, Ronald McDonald 
Uh, Luigi. <laughs> Bing Bing <laughs> Luigi. Nicky Nugget. <laughs> Luigi the Clown. Ronald McDonald's done. Now is Nicky Chicken Nugget. Yeah. You got a fucking problem, eh? <laughs> Come on, kids. Buy my chicken nuggets. <laughs> go go get your fucking parents over here. <laughs> manja, manja. It's <laughs> McDonald's new slogan. <laughs> like, manja, manja. Nicky Nugget says manja, manja. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you want to see a clown do a trick? Come over here. I'll pull my pants down. I'll shit all over your face, you fucking little rug rat. <laughs> Yeah, people forget that McDonald's had a real mafia, period. You know, the Sopranos were big, Married to the Mob had just come out. I mean, yeah. everyone was going mafia, and McDonald's was a big part of that. Absolutely. Well, Grimace was like a mafia don. He's like one of those big fat guys that sits around and goes, come over here, let me tell you something, all right? Yeah, Grimace come was always here. at the strip club. He's yeah. a made man. Come over here. Hamburglar was a muscle, a hitman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Come over here. I got a job for you, Hair Burglar. Remember Ray Liotta reprised his character from Goodfellas in the McDonald's universe? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Remember how they revealed for that one, uh, I think it was like winter of 95 or 96, they revealed the McDonaldland characters' mistresses. Because as everyone knows, (laughs) if you're in the mafia, you have your wife, but you also have your mistress. And these gals were tough cookies. Debbie Mazar. Ever since I was a kid, I knew that if you needed anything, you went to Nicky Nugget. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I knew to go to Nicky Nugget. That's As so an good. Irish kid growing up in New York. Oh, man. That was really good. Thanks. I know I'm on the verge of such a good Ray Liotta, but I don't have it. James, did you see and Ray Liotta had, uh... in The Marriage Story? Or marriage no, story? I don't want to watch that stupid movie. Me <laughs> I'm sick of Noah Baumbach. I'm so sick of like, you know, oh, I'm living in New York and I'm rich and I have a Hampton house and I won all these play awards. I'm done with it. This him. is how Noah Baumbach writes a script. He uses his right hand to type it out on the computer while his left hand juggles his balls like meditation balls. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that clip, though, on Twitter where it's like... um you shouldn't be upset that I f- fucked her. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. When Adam yeah, and... Is that when he punches the wall? Yeah. Give me a I break. I can't not think of Otto in The Simpsons punching the wall. When he's like, sponge, I'll show him a sponge. And then he punches the wall. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's what Adam Driver basically did. <laughs> you know, Adam Driver and used isn't to that... be a Sorry. soldier man in the U.S. Army. He was a soldier man before he became a movie actor. And wow. Was he a sniper? Imagine, like, knowing that, like, if you're in Afghanistan or Iraq, you're like, uh, wow, it's pretty cool that my uncle was uh, sniped by uh, the guy from Marriage Story. <laughs> <laughs> and Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the guy that put a bullet through my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> what is this movie called again? The Darjeeling. Oh, that's Adrian Brody. <laughs> I get them mixed up. They have the two. They both have the longest faces you've ever seen. They should have a face-off where they just see... They would, either of them would be great at playing Bert from Bert and Ernie. It'd be so funny if Adam Driver and uh, Adrian Brody did face-off and no one <laughs> could tell that they switched faces. <laughs> we take the two longest face guys in America 
and switch their face. <laughs> Adrian Brody can switch his. F- okay, remember when uh, Alec Baldwin goes to purgatory or whatever in Beetlejuice, and then he has to pull his nose out to do that weird face yeah. to go scare yeah Julia's parents. You could switch Adrian Brody's face with that creature he makes, and <laughs> it would still work. <laughs> I feel like he has a long face for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong. Why the I'm, long face? I love Adrian Brody. Well, I'm Adrian Brody. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Adrian Brody walks into the bar, and the bartender says, why the long face? And he says, we were talking about Noah... <laughs> <laughs> Noah Baumbach's movies... Smell like farts in a sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he? So he was with Jennifer Jason Lee, right? And then left. No, her back for Greta, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Greta Gerwig, who was in his movies, right? And who's yes. much younger. Yeah. And and then Marriage Story was about a a fancy boy playwright leaving his wife. Yeah, I think I don't know. Hey, write, write what you know. Um. Yeah. These ideas we've had so far about this face-off redo and stuff, I think we should pitch mm. them to the brand new streaming service, Quibi. You guys quibbying during your during uh, self isolation? You guys been hitting Quibi? Come here, Quibi. I feel like Quibi <laughs> is. I am like Quibi. a little. Come here, Quibi. <laughs> Come here, Quibi. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm Quibi. I need help getting back to my home planet. <laughs> Oh, he's so cute. Can we keep him? His name is Quibby. Ow! <laughs> Uh-oh, I squirted again. <laughs> Mike, you should explain what Quibby is, because, you know, a lot of people may not know yet. So, Quibby, how do I put this in a, in a nutshell? Uh, it's everything. Um, it's something you can watch on your phone, and it has all the best shows on it, and celebrities, and new ideas that no one's ever heard of before, and you just gotta get Quibbying, everybody. Did that? It's an app. Yeah, it's an app that has little five-minute shows you can only watch on your phone, and, and they're you have fresh. To pay for it. They're new ideas that you can watch on your phone, um, and you can't watch it on regular TV because <laughs> it's so fresh. I never seen nothing like this before. Uh, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell has a show on it. He does. All, all the stars are on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quibby. Can shows Quibi. be ten minutes? You know what? We're going to need ten minute shows on our phone because we're standing in line forever just to go buy a bag of Doritos. Imagine it's standing true. in line and you're watching your Quibby, and the cash the cashier goes, "Next, sir, you're next," and you go, "Hey, I'm Quibbying right now." Oh yes, Imagine Dustin that. Hoffman. Hey, I'm, I'm Quibby in here. <laughs> watching Quibby over here. <laughs> uh, this is my impression of Taxi video. Driver. Are you are you watching Quibby with me? <laughs> That's good. Here's my impression of uh, of Mel Gibson in Braveheart. <laughs> They'll never take away Ah Quibby. <laughs> That's really good. Isn't it hey, crazy? I'm oh, sorry. Well, I was just. Gonna I'm gonna, say this is my impression of the Godfather. Speaking of the mafia, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show him a Quibby show he can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy Why that Quibby hire us to do their ads? Like, 
other other plagues or pandemics throughout human history, like the bubonic plague or the Spanish flu or uh, mm-hmm. SARS or the Ebola uh, virus, they didn't have mm-hmm. Quibi, and we do. I know we're very lucky. Yeah. There's a lot of great companies out there that are taking advantage of these times, yeah, mm-hmm. and rele and releasing uh, apps and programs and uh, all kinds of shopping apps that we could use to su- survive. It's really nice. I think it's called wartime profiteering, but it is it does work, and I am a sucker, and I will buy everything, especially when I'm trapped in hell. Have you guys checked out the new uh, Dyson streaming service where you can watch uh, little animated programs about like a a hand dryer and an air purifier getting into some having some adventures? Well, there's a good Dyson show that I definitely watch after midnight, after everybody's asleep. It's it's a close-up of people drying their wet uh, pubes on their either off their balls or their <laughs> vaginas or their butts. Um, the, and they, yeah, they it's really nice. Are there any or celebrities the in it? The, um, I can't tell because I don't know what they're... Yeah, well, actually, no, I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke. <laughs> Nope, can't tell. Beatrice, uh, the dairy company, also has a streaming service. I don't know if Beatrice is only a Canadian thing, but uh, it's a show about yeah. some dairy farmers, their rivals, and they're always – every episode ends with them squirting each other with their cow's udders and getting milk everywhere. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. They should combine the two shows. No- I would like to see a bunch of udders getting dried off by a Dyson Airblade. <laughs> well, it's an original idea. But mine are... <laughs> all of these. Oh, yeah. All of these are original. I got an idea for Quibi that I'm going to do. It's 10 minutes a cartoon called The Simpsons, and it's about a bratty <laughs> little boy. <laughs> that skateboards and tells everyone to fuck off. <laughs> He says, eat my shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just pitch it to Quibi. And audience, if you have ideas for original shows, uh, the likes of which no one has ever heard of before, uh, send us an email and we can pitch them to Quibi on your behalf. <laughs> uh, James, do you um, have anything mm-hmm. to add to our joke about uh streaming services from unlikely companies uh well i was thinking i wonder what would happen if dyson started getting into the porno industry oh god well that's kind of a yeah okay you know like wouldn't you love to see naughty bits doing it together but also they're wet but then by the time they're done they're nice and dry yeah absolutely Dyson also makes vacuums. I guess we could go in that direction too. <laughs> or Dyson, you know, uh, you know, like a, a ring for your ding dong. Dyson has those fans that are just mm-hmm. rings that are empty on the inside. Mm-hmm. So you put the ring around your thing, and then it's also mm-hmm. cooling you and on the other side too, the the, the other person. That's okay. good because when I have sex with somebody, they usually start glowing red hot. And mm. it gets dangerous, and steam comes off of them, and it really freaks me out. Mm. And their skin starts cracking dry, like a desert <laughs> cracks and flakes and breaks open. So, yeah, I think I would like a Dyson uh, fan dick cock ring to <laughs> use while I stroke in and out, and so I don't <laughs> melt the, uh, turn my lover into a lava planet. <laughs> 
We're firing on all cylinders with creativity right now, all of us. Have you guys seen um, Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin fight on the lava planet? No. Uh, yeah. I know Mike hasn't. <laughs> Why did I wait for Mike to answer that? <laughs> Have you seen it, James? Yeah, I remember that. That was the second one of the new No, it's the third one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Anakin against uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Hayden Christensen, Obi-Wan. Toronto guy. Yeah, and look at him now. Yeah, he's doing great. Is he? No. Good. Uh, he's probably on a streaming show. Uh, um, there should be more yeah, Canucks in Star Wars movies. I'd like to see some some more Canadian celebs up there on that silver screen, uh, you know, helping but, Luke Skywalker and Yoda and the gang. <laughs> One of my favorite things that's happening right now is tough guys alpha male jocks um, are going online on social media and saying, stop crying. Things are supposed to be tough. Suck it up, pumpkin, honey bun. We need to, we need to be tough and stuff. But those guys that are saying that, aren't they trapped inside their house just like everybody <laughs> using social media just like everybody else? Who's saying that? Oh, I've, see, I've seen some tough guys be tough guys from within the walls of their own quarantine. <laughs> you can sit My on the couch is, and be tough like, at the same tough time. Tough guys don't have anything to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part of quarantine to me right now is tough guys don't have anything to do. <laughs> so, Chris... Yeah, who are they going to be so tough they, to? So they tweet threats. If you guys qu- cry about the quarantine, I'll, I'll sock you one in two years when they <laughs> hopefully have a vaccine. <laughs> Oh, man. You could cough on a tough guy now and they'd run away, probably. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not a tough guy. Oh, my God. Mike just coughed. I had swallowed my saliva improperly and I choked. Okay? Uh, Chris, so we've talked about all the issues today, um, Mm -hmm. but there is something Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about, and James, too. Um, You are Mm -hmm. about to launch... A new podcast, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Happy Good with Chris Law, and it's a 30-minute weekly podcast that is like a guided meditation that comes from my dumb, broken brain, because I am silly, and so it's stream of consciousness silliness, but also it does, it is made with the intention to calm you down and make you laugh and have fun and think about good things, and so the way I've been putting it right now is like, imagine... If being like listening to Ram Dass, but Ram Dass was like stupid. <laughs> Who's Ram Dass? Uh, there might be there might be some tough guys out there that are like Ram Dass is stupid. Is but, he the guy with the you know, beard? Or like, yeah, he's a, he's a nice. I like him. He's a nice. I listen to all those spiritual guys talk sometimes. I like Alan Watts and Ram Dass and those kind of guys. Wait, I like guys so that are like into who? eastern philosophy and stuff so ram i've never heard of ram das he's a guy on youtube who who talks about uh no no he's from like the 50s 60s and 70s oh. he passed away and uh, a while ago yeah oh, r.i.p but i mean like i was using him as an example but you know if you think of like a of a positive sort of like motive not motivation but like a spiritual teacher that calms you down it's like that but uh it, from a stupid man who is like me. Oh, cool. Can I ask a question? Now, yeah. Chris, I know 
Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, Mike. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you like guys who talk about Eastern spirituality, uh, do you like the mm-hmm. teachings of uh, Doc Bhagavan Antle from Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> did he give himself the name Bhagavan? I think he did. <laughs> I've listened. I listened. That, to that's an interesting interview. because it's actually the Indian translation of Bhagavan is Lord. Yeah, so he called himself so, Lord, and then started mm, to call Doctor Lord. He, he also <laughs> calls himself Doctor when he is also not that. So it's interesting. Yeah, he is a doctor, Michael. I heard him in an interview, and he is a doctor. Oh, that's actually true. So you're wrong. Actually, <laughs> and I heard in the interview too. They were like, "What's up with um all your wives?" And he and he's going. You know, um, I don't know where that came from. All these supposed houses I'm buying my wife's. I just have a bunch of girlfriends and, you know, that's not a big deal. I just happen to have several girlfriends. And then they kind of pride like, well, it's a bit weird, no? And he's like, well, because it was a sports show. And he's like, well, you guys talk to professional athletes and they've got girls here and girls there. It's really not that different. So, yeah, he compared himself to professional athletes. Yeah, and he has the same build uh, of a professional he's athlete. Strong. Yeah, I, I, I feel he's mm. he's normal guy. He's doing everything. I looked up Bhagavan because I didn't want to be wrong. It's not Lord necessarily, but it means to revere, to adore someone who is von- venerable, divine, and holy. So there you go. It's not Lord per se, but it's all those words. <laughs> Do you think this is a good? So he prediction? called himself Doctor Divine, basically. Hey, everybody! My Dr. name is Divine. divine. My name's Dr. Divine. I'm going to have sex with you, then I'm going to throw you to the curb. I also am going to make you play with tigers for the rest of your damn life. If you need me, I'll be uh, riding around on a big elephant called Bubbles. You knew he was a a pervert when you saw his couch. Do you remember his couch? It was like a couch bed. Yeah. Remember that, Mike? Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, I'm just going to lay down here, and you're going to suck my dick. (laughs) I love animals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I love tigers so much. Suck it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that's grass, but it's not me. It's the doc, the divine doctor. You know, it's thank God that doctor. He could probably thank God Doc Antle isn't in charge of coronavirus, and thank God we've got uh, Doctor Fauci. Imagine if if Bhagavan was in charge of America's mm. response. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a press conference where Doctor Fauci rides out on a tiger in front of everybody. <laughs> I have got several girlfriends, and it's fine. It's regular. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Um, the girlfriends that have left uh, don't have much th- nice things to say about <laughs> me, but uh, they all had their problems. Don't you think we'll see some uh, Doc Antle cameos? Like, I was thinking if there's ever a movie 43 sequel, mm-hmm. that's like a prime Doc Antle cameo place. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to see more of him in culture. I can see him transitioning to a successful career as a Hollywood A-lister. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see him being president in four years. <laughs> I could see him having his own sitcom, Seinfeld-esque sitcom called What's Up, Doc? And he lives in an apartment Whoa. with some tigers. Yeah. Some chimps. Mm-hmm. That'd be really awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we found another idea Chicks. to pitch to Quibby. <laughs> he forced his girlfriends to get, or they he, to get breast implants when they didn't want them. Oh yeah, he loves uh, weird, he eh? loves nature. 
Imagine you met met a girl that you were interested in and she was like, she told you to get butt implants or else it was over between you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. And then you have this like perfect luscious bubble butt all of a sudden. And then you find out she has a whole stable of other guys who also have bubble butts. With bubble butt guys. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been taken for a ride. (laughs) Nice butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me something I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm so upset I gotta sit down. Wait, I'm already sitting down. I couldn't tell because of my bubble butt. Man, this has been all hard. He makes us bust our bubble butts all day. 12-hour work a day. Busting our bubble butts out there in the hot sun. (sighs) Well, um... Imagine then they... Imagine uh, they misbehave and then uh, the lady's like, uh, your bubble butt is grass and I'm the lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Quibby. (laughs) Um, Quibby. Well, bubble Chris, butts tonight on Quibby. <laughs> tonight on Quibby. <laughs> Mel Quibson. <laughs> um, when does your new podcast, Happy Good with Chris Locke, launch? Very soon. I can't believe it. April twenty. April twenty. Okay. On Sonar Network. Listen to it wherever you stream your podcast, or go straight to Sonar Network. Happy Good with Chris Locke. Yeah. Well, we'll link to it. Yeah, baby. We'll put a link in the show notes and to make sure everyone knows where to find the bugger. And uh, I think we've uh, we've got ourselves a nice episode here. Yes, I thank you for right. joining us, Chris. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. I love coming on, even in these weird times. Look at us. We're talking to each other on uh, the computer. Okay. I, on the count of three, everyone say, I love you. One, two, uh, three. I love, I love you. Ah, <laughs> I knew you guys wouldn't. We should have known. We should even have known. in the hard times, even in a pandemic, you guys uh, too, feel too uncomfortable to say it. Now, do you think you'd? Do you guys love me? Yeah, as a guest. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you say as a guest, Mike? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to keep things professional here. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, because you love someone as a partner, you love someone yeah. as a friend, yeah. and then you love someone as a guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you love, yeah I, love, I love you as a podcast guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, before we go, the audience always writes in about how much they love it. Would you give us a, uh, a sound effect <laughs> to go out on? Because you're so... Ev- what is it? Everyone loves your sound effects. Well, it's up to you, unless unless you want me or James to give you a suggestion. <clears throat> yeah, give me one. Uh, I'm the best sound effect machine maker out James, there. James, do you have do you have you an do idea it. for a? Uh... How about an old timey uh, film camera, like the old rickety <laughs> film camera? You know what I mean with the with the wheel thing. Does that make sense? A real projector. No. Projector. Oh, <laughs> nailed it! You nailed it. Now, how about a film projector from the old days that's got a, a real attitude? <laughs> Damn thing. <laughs> Damn thing. <laughs> that's good. I love, the, I love the guy who's mad at it. There's always a guy that's mad at my sound effect in my world. Wow. What's his name? Um, 
Tony the Shark. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's a. All right. That was a. <laughs> it's a beautiful place for us to end the episode. Uh, thanks so much, Chris, for joining us again. Um, thanks. Please stay safe and take care in, in your quarantine. Thanks. You too, guys. Great to see you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Great to see you on Skype. See you, James. I'll uh, see Bye. you next week. We won't talk until then. <laughs>